Welcome to Disaster Artists, the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. I'm Johnny, and Shane, who is usually sitting across a table from me right now, is not here, but you will be hearing his voice in a few minutes. Uh, We're doing something a little different this week. Last week, uh, if you were listening, and hopefully you were, we covered The Road by Cormac McCarthy, the book and the film, and we went pretty in-depth or I guess pretty in-depth for two guys that know very little I was going to say about something in particular but I, I th- I'll just stop at two guys that know very little but we went in-depth uh, about the cannibalism aspect quite a bit and we drew some parallels to the famed Donner Party now if you don't know who the Donner Party are don't worry that's the episode's title the Donner Party so you you will learn a bit about them before it's over hopefully but um the quick description, the, the sort of back of the DVD box description, would be that they were a group of American pioneers back in the 1840s, and they were led by a guy called George Donner and his friend James Reed. It was actually James Reed that really led it, and sometimes it's called the Donner Reed Party. Anyway, you learn more about that. And they set out on a wagon train uh, from east to west, uh, go, heading for California. So it was the the new frontier, and they got trapped. They followed uh, a wrong route and got trapped in the the mountains for like one of the worst winters. Uh, at that point, well, I think it was the worst recorded, and even today it still stands as one of the worst winters. And they turned to cannibalism. So you can see why that fits in with what we talk about, despite the fact that it's not really a movie, even though there has been movies made about it and books written and whatever. But the idea really was we were going to, you know, like our usual thing is we talk about the story and then how you survive it. And rather than filling a podcast with half of us telling the story and whatever, we figured uh, we'll just do an episode telling the story of the Donner Party. And then the following week, we'll do our typical survival thing. Now, we do another podcast called Yesteryear's News Today. Or we did do another podcast. We haven't <laughs> haven't done it in about six months, but we plan to get back to it. And the premise of that podcast is we take old news stories and cover what was going on that week throughout history. But not it's a little different than just that. It's very hard to describe, but uh, each week we take a new year and the news from that week. So we, we our first episode was January 1st, 1901. So we covered that week in 1901 and the following episode ages essentially a year and one week so we cover that week in 1902 and the next week is that week in 1903 and so on the plan was to get through you know the entire century and we will get back to that eventually but i think it was our very first episode we talked about alfred packer who was another famed uh pioneer <laughs> fr- or frontier days cannibal he, he was known as the the cowboy cannibal i think he was released in 1901 and that's why we we're covering it anyway and so that drew parallels to the Donner Party. So then we done a special edition where we just told the story of the Donner Party. And that's what we're going to play here. So this is like from the, the Johnny and Shane archives. This is a podcast we would have recorded more than a year ago. Probably the, the fifth time we ever sat down with mics in front of us. So this is very early. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've improved at all. 
but you can see for yourself. So that's it. It's, it seems lazy, but it was organic, I guess, that we decided, oh, we, we should talk about the Donner Party and then realise, oh, we already did. We should put up that episode and then do the Surviving the Donner Party the following week. So that's what we're going to do. But before we get into the episode, I want to ask you all or plead with you to subscribe if you haven't already on whatever uh, podcatcher you listen to this on, be it iTunes or Podcast Addict, Stitcher, whatever. I know some people just look after their uh, podcast queue themselves and just go and download episodes. Uh, that's I do that with a lot of stuff, but subscribing lets us know you're listening, and it just looks well, and it helps <laughs> helps the ego. Rating and reviewing on on any site, particularly iTunes, really helps, because more people are inclined to listen. The more people that are listening, the the better we feel basically about uh, you know taking the time to record. So don't feel like you have to, but if you really like it, let us know. But yeah, it really helps, and I have no idea what I'm saying at this point. Enjoy. The Donner Party, Johnny. The Donner Party. You know, I'm sure you know a little about the Donner Party. I actually know nothing about it, except from the fact that cannibalism is related, because when we were talking about cannibals, you said, oh, do you know about the Donner Party? So you've never heard the Donner Party mentioned before? I know the words Donner, and I know the word party. (laughs) Um, No, no, I've heard them together in relation. Okay, uh, well... yeah, and that's I think a lot of people have like in, in the shining. Is, is that where Donner Kebab comes from? Yes, <laughs> I believe so. I hope so. Let's pretend it is. No, a lot of people you'd know it from the shining. There's a when they're on the way to up the the mountains. Oh yeah. Uh, she points out a section and she asks, "Is that where the the Donner party got lost?" Yeah. I think that was the first time I ever heard them, and from that you just knew that okay, they were bunch of people that got lost in in the colorado rockies i assume and or not the colorado rock again i'm confusing with packer who we just talked about the whole purpose of this is to separate them okay so i guess with that being said we should just go into it right the donner party was a group of pioneers that set out for california on a wagon train in the old west and wagon train (laughs) they were delayed by a series of i guess you'd say mishaps well We'll get into that. And they spent the winter of 1846-1847 snowbound in the Sierra Nevada. I guess go back to the start to explain why they were there. So we we talked in the last episode about it being uh, a new era, a different time. And back during in the Donner Party's time, it, it was that too. Like in 1840, you had a lot of pioneers leaving Calif- or leaving for California and Oregon from the east because there was new land there. Oh, yeah. Claim your stake. Yeah, well, it was during like the American-Mexico War was going on, and sort of the idea was to go west and like California, like this wasn't America at that point and the idea was okay, to go and cl- new land yeah well to go and claim land they fill it with Americans and stop the Mexicans from stop those damn Mexicans <laughs> yeah well it, it was it was Mexico at that or well the Mexicans had a claim to it, yeah. it like I guess it's kind of like the idea with Israel like just sending people over there to live there and claim it and just get away from the Palestines right Palestines <laughs> So, yeah, they were kind of doing that. So, 
yeah, in 1840, there was this period where there was a lot of people moving west. And, and plus, like, a lot of people weren't doing too good on the east side. Like, America's such a new place, and people came over so quickly that it was just packed, and there wasn't actually the opportunities for anybody. Like, you hear about the, the west was, like, the, when you watch old westerns like you always hear about, it was so promising to people. And so itchy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Johnny has an itchy beard. Yeah. See, so, yeah, like, you had a lot of people wanting to move west, because apparently there was so much going for them. And there was this uh, philosophy called the Manifest Destiny. Uh, it was this philosophy. I uh, heard of that, Manifest Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't know. You know what, actually? Uh, there is an episode of Batman the Animated Series called Manifest Destiny, I think. Or it's uh, Justice League. I could be wrong. It's it's a DC cartoon, definitely. Or a comic book. Anyway, sorry. It's a Wolverine story. That's what it is. Sorry, just came to me. Oh, it's a Wolverine story called Manifest Destiny. Is it like from, is it animated or in the comics? It's comic. In 1840 anyway, or probably prior to it, it was a philosophy that asserted that la any land between the Atlantic and the Pacific belonged to America. And uh, Americans should settle in it. And so there was this guy, uh, Hastings, Lanford W. Hastings. And he was an attorney from, I think, New York, although I could be wrong. In that. East, anyway. And he went to California at some point in around, like, 1842. And he saw the promise of all the undeveloped land. And, of course, like, yeah, this uh, Hastings guy, it, it, it seems very odd. He seems like he might have been, like, a middle-aged guy. Like, nowadays, he'd have probably been content with getting a sports car and some hair plugs. And oh, he'd have yeah. been happy. But back then, that wasn't enough for him. Yeah. A blonde with fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> he want he he saw all this like untouched land in California, and he had these dreams that of touching it. Well, that he could become a ruler essentially is what he wanted. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He wanted he he wanted to like to just encourage people to move there and take over the land, and then he could declare himself president of California. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think not quite that, but he could. He'd have been the one that had brought them there, so he'd been looked. He, he'd have been automatically a leader, so yeah, he probably would have filled a political role. Yeah, and but yeah, so he just had this dream of well, dream, whatever you call it. He he just encouraged people to come there, so he wrote the Immigrants Guide to Origin in California. But like, and there was already like settlements throughout California. It was slowly building up, and there'd been people that were there for years. The journey there usually took six months, which is quite a long time to travel east Part to west yeah. but he claimed by following this new route called he called it the it or it was called the hastings cut off which crossed mountains in utah and the great salt lake desert and he said it could be shortened by two months wow. so it was quite a like that is a massive yeah the only thing he'd never actually traveled there himself he just reckoned if you well, went that way was it? he did travel there but not until much later, in like 1846. But he never... He like looked at a map and went, eh, we're just short if you went over there. Well, no, he did... Let me rephrase that. He never travelled it in... He never travelled east to west by it. Like, he, he was in California and he went there. And like, oh yeah, you could technically make this. And then he went back. But he never oh, okay. travelled the whole... Like, he never saw what looked like coming the other way. And he never travelled the whole length. So, he never travelled a six-month journey, pretty much, yeah, to okay. see that it could take four months. But still, he, he, he claimed all of this. I guess the crossing point where you would make this journey was a place called Fort Bridge 
he he would stay at this fort and convince people that were making the journey west to take his new route because he just wanted to lead them quicker and get them to where he wanted them quite eager to get people there and so just important thing for the story the last hundred miles were the most dangerous which like you're talking of course they were <laughs> but like a hundred in in this scenario like a hundred miles is nothing no you're talking thousands maybe. like they're going the entire like they're going from i think from illinois springfield illinois to california like it's a huge trek so the last hundred miles is nothing but that's what goes over the sierra nevada and yeah. pretty much you can't you can't but once summer ends, you can't travel. Like, then that's here. You've got snow coming. After November is when it gets really dangerous. Oh, okay. But anyway, so back in Springfield, the Donner Party was formed. Although they weren't called the Donner Party at this point. It was it was just a wagon train of, like, 30 people that were going to make the journey west. And the main players, I guess, in this were uh, George Donner, who is an old enough guy. He's, like, 60. And his family, an extended family. What? He had two brothers, and I'm not sure if they had... I think they were bachelors. Uh. Yeah, it was George Donner and his third wife. And some of the kids from that marriage, but also kids from... So he's like one of these guys with like 18 children kind of thing? I don't even think they were that many. I think it was like he had five. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had like two from the new marriage and three from... Although I think he might have had some from the first that weren't on the journey. Oh, yeah. But anyway, five... I, I think it was five that yeah. was on this. Um, Like three girls and two boys. Again, could be wrong. Like that's very yeah, specific. No, well, there. <laughs> that's too specific for this. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean if you want to read children, <laughs> there, there, there's actual books you can read if you want to know every detail. That sounded really like. Why even listen to this podcast? Go read a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll start that again. <laughs> Just so yeah, the Donner Party left from Springfield, Illinois, and it was George Donner and his family two brothers five children in and around that but also there was the reed family which was james reed was the dad heir and he pretty much he organized this trip and financed it for the most part okay. not in the sense that he, he paid for everybody's wagon yeah. but he like any the, the they had like crew or like a road crew that they, have a few people coming you know, along clearing roads and yeah and just like getting everything together like there was still and like you know you would meet you would on that trail you would stop at different forks on the way and stay over like you you wouldn't travel straight and you might have to camp down for a few days when weather got bad yeah pay off a few uh native americans not to kill your livestock and stuff oh yeah well that's yeah that's the other thing is like you kind of think these people are traveling with like you know 10 wagons but they're also traveling they're carrying a lot of livestock they're they're basically a, oh they're a moving, moving they're, they're basically moving they're basically every... a mobile farm for six months or four months in this case it's it's a really big deal they're moving their whole lives there they're not going oh, yeah. there with nothing you know? yeah yeah and so he, he was kind of financing a lot of that at least for yeah. the, the his direct family and well he was at least allowing the opportunity for others to travel by doing it and the reason i mention all that is because sort of well it kind of comes back up but yeah so the initial group was 32 men women and children which isn't huge but it's mm -hmm. nice it's big enough it, it picks up a bit it's later a colony. On. but um yeah like they picked up on the way they pick up other other members especially it was read that uh like they, they were set on traveling 
to California anyway because like both George Donner and James Reed were both successful yeah. businessmen Donner might have been well he was an old man at this point so but Reed was like really like you know he could have stayed where he was and oh, okay. they'd have been very well off but there was even more to be made in California and it was him that actually he was planning to leave anyway and it was him that saw in Hastings book about this Hastings cut off that saw that oh this can actually knock two months off it and that was so much more encouraging like people can afford it than yeah it's saving it money and it's yeah well can you can you imagine not having to pay rent for two months like you know it, yeah it's, yeah and it cost them so much wow. to be on the road so anyway um so yeah they set off and they gained a lot of members along the way and yeah skip ahead a bit at a camp on route they were met by some guys that worked for Hastings. So he was keeping in contact with people that were taking his route because not many people were still. Oh, okay. And they met at the, what was called the Continental Divide. And the letter from Hastings said that he'd meet the immigrants at this place, Fort Bridger. Yeah. And lead them to his cut-off. That he'd show them directly where this new cut-off that could save them all this time was. So was he kind of like waiting by the place going, yeah, if you just follow that stream that's it. two <laughs> months off just just see that over there it's really good views they're like oh do you go down much yeah you know what reminds me you're not seeing goodfellas where uh robert de Niro, when um henry's in prison at this point his wife's worried that they're gonna whack him or whack her and de Niro's talking to him he's like oh you want a new coat and he's like go down there and he you know the scene they're in the alleyway oh, and he's yeah, leading her down yeah. to and she's like down here he's like yeah yeah just go on just down there that's how i kind of think of his yeah, and like, she's worried that it's like someone there is gonna yeah kill she her. sees guys carrying out stuff and she's like yeah and she's just like oh i'm okay and she just runs in the opposite direction and you never know if he actually was either do you he definitely was but yeah if i recall it's, it's, it is left kind of ominous well you're seeing it from her point of view so you're meant to be scared but yeah yeah no he like you never find out like okay. Which is clever. It's good. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so he's that guy. He's that guy, essentially. He's the Nero in that. Why don't you leave all your food and animals here and you just go check it out first? At this point, when, when they get here, the, the train splits off of the 32 that originally left and the people that picked up. Some of them... Uh, Want to go the old way, is it? <laughs> like, yeah. This guy is bonkers. He's never been down there. It's not even that. Like, it's just, like, because it's what people... Like, it's just, like, going the road... You go it's to work, yeah, and then yeah. there's a new, like no this, like I, I mean I've led this up like you know that this guy was full, full of shit because I've essentially told you, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But like no, they were kind of trusting of him because like why would a guy write about this and stay at a fort <laughs> and lead people this way unless he? But it's not like he was making a lot of money out of it, was he? Well, he was going to own a state hopefully like so oh, okay yeah, like yeah. he had stuff to get like there was no reason he'd have been it wasn't his, his motivation wasn't just that he was like no i mean the train just split because that's the way people always went that's when, when they set out for the journey they weren't yeah they weren't planning like the people they met on the way weren't planning to go this route so oh anyway okay, yeah, yeah so but they were told about and they're like i oh, know we just got we've planned for this we've got marked out like why take a yeah. chance but and that was at like sandy river which is somewhere in present day Wyoming. So yeah, the majority went the normal way and the rest went for Hastings cut off. And again, like just remember like it was Reed's idea that for this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And at this point though they elected the leader for the group. 
and they elected George Donner. And that's the only reason it's called the the Don. Like, cause sometimes you hear about it being called the Donner Reed Party, but it's uh, a Donner okay. Party because they elected George Donner. Now, why wouldn't it elect Reed? Yeah, considering he's the guy who's funded everything, and it's because he's well off. Essentially, apparently, he had this like really, really pimped out. Uh, Wagon. wagon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's that wagon for? Pimping. <laughs> no, but he was just well off, and I think there was just ill feelings to him. Just, I mean, you still see it nowadays. Like, people automatically dislike rich people, even if they're nice. Yeah. But it's important that kind of sort of that feeling comes up later. But anyway, so uh, they arrive at the fort, and uh, Hastings isn't there. He's, he's not there. No, he's not there. But there's a note just left there. <laughs> Like nailed to a tree. <laughs> it's not actually nailed to a tree, but might as well be. Go this way. And he says they should follow. So he's saying that Com- he's gone ahead. Is yeah, it? he's gone ahead. He wasn't. He wasn't waiting around, and they should just follow. And ahead. I assume they were in communication with him back and forth before this was that. The yeah, thing? well, there's like messengers and stuff going because like they're all on wagon trails, so they'll just send horses back and forth. Oh yeah. Was it the, the, at this point as well? I, yeah, the the Donner Party's like seventy four at this point. Okay. But they're not all, like, they're not a straight train. Like, there's, like, half of them might be, like, eight miles ahead. Yeah. And the others are behind. But or a day ahead or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So to follow on, as he said, and make good progress for the first week or two, then they find another knot left for them. And this one, this isn't an exaggeration like the other one, but this one, apparently, like, they barely found it. Like, it was under a rock, torn up. <laughs> kind of like it'd been left there, there too, and it says to take a new route, and this one isn't good, and this is from Hastings. Yeah, and so Reed, he he rides ahead, and he's he's gonna t- talk to Hastings, and he meets Hastings on top of some mountain. Like this sounds, it sounds like Hastings isn't real at this point. It sounds like <laughs> some ghost, or he's just some lunatic. Like, but uh, he he show he points out a new route to him. You know, it'll only add a day or something, but it'll it'll bring them back. It, it like he, there's just one section of this cut off he originally had planned that he doesn't think they can get through. It's possible with yeah, the wagons or something. So he just wants to bring them around and they'll come back onto it and continue. <laughs> so they, they kind of get there and he's like, "Yeah, well, that was the original route, but I just did it on horse. You've wagons. You mm-hmm. need to go this other way." And it's like clearly obvious that he's just like, "Yeah, if you go that way, it's better." And he's just completely just oh, like making up as he goes I think he had some it's like he got caught into a corner and he's like it's not working it's not going to work uh, yeah, yeah take this new route so they took the new route anyway and they're now they're 80, 87 people and they were joined by the, the Graves family so 87 people 23 ra- wagons and so to do this new route added three weeks to their supposedly two months shorter route yeah and they're not even back on what was the original cut off yet Oh, okay. Or I don't just, think... Did they just go off in the wrong direction? No, no, they, they followed exactly where he said. He yeah, yeah. Just had it marked wrong. Um, but also, like, what really them over on this one is, as they were taking this route, uh, a huge tribe of Indians yeah. attacked <laughs> them. That really funny. You know, Indians. <laughs> yeah, so they just started, like, they just came and shot all their ox for no reason other than they thought it was funny. Like in the journals of some of the... The Indians did. Yeah, yeah. In the journals, like, they talk about how they just heard them, like, laughing. <laughs> <as> the... 
So, just came yeah. along to mess with them, basically. It's this thing, like, you know, Hollywood sort of invented that myth of the Indians being the bad guys and the cowboys being the good guys. Oh, yeah. And in the reality of it, it was like, well, no. Some people. Everyone's. Some, every, there's a dickhead in every. Yeah. <laughs> like every party, really. No different than the white man was. Well, probably yeah. different than the, most of the white men were horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, there was like there was Indian tribes that still. I mean, there was Indian tribes that practiced cannibalism as well, oh, like, yeah. and and then there was ones that completely would have no part in it, as yeah. we'll see later. But yeah, so they lost all of their or a lot of their oxen. Or actually, maybe I'm confused. Maybe at this point, they just lost the oxen towards... Anyway, at some point, that did happen with the Indians. But now they lost lots lots of wagons, lots of oxen. Um, so this was a horrible, horrible decision. Over this long extra 100 and how many miles? 25, 125 miles. They lost a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then they came to the, the, the salt desert, um, oh. which was an 80-mile stretch. And according to Hastings, did, now this, will, this wouldn't have been in the route everybody else going west was taking they'd come across oh, they'd avoid like a, yeah yeah but hastings was like by crossing this was where you saved a lot of your time because it only took two days to cross it oh yeah because it's a big flatland yeah, wagon, yeah you could just bomb it along like yeah although the sand was just really moist yeah so the wagons just got stuck and it <laughs> took five days before they got through it okay that was pretty good going yeah, still two days turning into five. Oh yeah, but is it? It's not like they spent like two, three weeks there. Because I imagine a salt desert is like there's nothing grows there. There's nothing. Yeah, but it's only eighty miles. Five days to get eighty miles. Oh, it's miles. only eight miles. Eighty. Eighty. Sorry. But five days to get eighty miles. Oh yes, yeah, that's tough going. That's terrible. Do At this point, do that in an hour and hour in a car. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, they uh, just turn on Reed, like it's all his fault because he was the one who originally it's said follow Hastings. Hastings yeah. He was the one who met him and took this new route. But because that five days as well, like this is like why that was a terrible decision because they missed the the good weather by five oh, days. No. <laughs> if they got out of there in two days, they might have been safe. But now the weather starts to get really bad and it's just as they're heading into the mountains. So they send two young men out to get supplies because there's still, again, like other people have settled in or around here. There might be 50, yeah, yeah. 60, 100 miles away, but there won't be big settlements. There'll just be some family in a cabin somewhere because yeah. they could come and get land without paying for it and just have a yeah, farm and there and live. like yeah, Live off the land. Yeah, like Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven, like that place he's yeah, in. Yeah. And there was people like that. So they send two young lads out looking for somebody like that pretty much and eventually they return with like a few mules some food and two indians two, oh, okay. two local indian guides called lewis and salvador and they're there's some great names <laughs> and they're just more than willing willing to help so they continue on the journey and then i can't remember where i heard this before but somebody once called this the first instant of road rage <laughs> uh, at some point reed's horse got entangled with this guy schneider yeah and schneider took out a whip and started whipping reed's horse and reed got out schneider turns around whips reed with because they're all annoyed at reed anyway yeah and this is it this they didn't elect him because he was rich they, they blamed him they seemed to be just this giant animosity towards him because of his class yeah and so he turns on Reed. And some accounts say he might have hit Reed's wife with the whip. 
Oh, okay. So anyway, he lashed. Apparently, he lashed Reed three times. It's an awful lot of times to get lashed. Yeah, yeah. Fool me once, like on the third or on the fourth whip, Reed pulled out a knife and stabbed Snyder in the armpit. Oh, and Snyder died. He bled yeah, to death. A nice, lovely artery there. He was a quick way to kill someone. Yeah. If you ever find yourself in a <laughs> reason to kill somebody quickly, so self-defense. <laughs> what do you think happened to Reed as a result of that? Um. Mm. Well, considering how they felt about him, uh, they wanted yeah, yeah. they now, wanted him hung. Now that he's killed a man, they wanted him hung. Yeah, they and remember what I was saying about the the wagon trail being divided in like two halves. So oh, okay, the Donners yeah. were way ahead. Yeah. So it, Donner would have been friends with Reed. He'd have been around oh, to yeah, protect he'd him from back this. Up like but eventually, they didn't decide to to hang him. They uh, exiled him and okay. kicked him out of the group, and they kept the family. And they said they'd take care of them, they'd done nothing wrong, but they sent him on his way. In his posh wagon? No, just on the horse. And oh. no food, no provisions. Now, apparently his wife did follow him along a little and give him some food and a rifle. But that might that was the last time a lot of people ever would see Reed again. So they continue on the journey. Shit's already bad, but... Like, At this point, they have to follow the route they're on now. They oh, you can't they turn can't be like, Oh, now that Reed's gone, let's go a different way. Yeah. No, no. And and things like this is where like the sort of human nature stuff start to show. Like there's reports like some old man who was traveling in one of the wagons apparently was just randomly kicked out, like because <laughs> okay. they were just getting so whoever he was traveling with was just sick of him, so he just kicked him out. So he just had to walk along, following. Oh, okay. You just get a vision like with that old man in the road. Yeah, like, yeah. And apparently at one point, like in the pe- people that run a report seeing him where he just gave up and he just sat down on the side of the road and just smoked his pipe and that was the last anybody ever saw of him. <laughs> he just couldn't walk anymore. Yeah. But like it's, it's kinda of, that's very that's fierce depressing. It's also that's a manly way to go out. <laughs> also, yeah, that, that's the thing he Even he, though it's kinda of giving up, but it's also kinda of like oh, I'm too old for this. Well, it's kinda of like giving up in the way that you know, the, the certain like Japanese samurai believe that uh, committing suicide is the most honourable thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But actually, like I think I, I misspoke earlier about the oxen being attacked. I think it's actually around now. Okay. I think earlier they actually just lost them through accidents. I think they still have some, and now is when yeah. they're attacked by the Indians. Ah, uh, okay. Another so, set of Indians. Another set of Indians. So when things are already <laughs> as, as bad as they possibly can get, or, well, no, not quite. They get much worse. Yeah, so they're back. Like, at this point, they came back to what, was the original the original trail after the Hastings cut off. Now they're where if they'd done the whole six month journey, they're now where they would have been. Oh they would have reached their destination. Not their destination, but like if they went straight if they did the six month route, if they took that. Okay. Yeah. They're now they're past the Hastings like they, they've taken the Hastings cut off. Like they're oh, that, okay, that's yeah, over yeah. with. So they're now have back they on... done it in less time than it would have been? No, nowhere near it. It's it's winter now. Yeah. Um they can't get through the mountains. <laughs> the Durathasura Nevada mountains and right in time it's November oh. they're, they're, they're way past the time where you shouldn't be doing it Yeah. so they can't get through and there's huge snowstorm so the, the only thing they can do is just make a camp and just stay and hope for the and, and try maybe it'll settle maybe they can get through actually yeah the place to stop it's now it's now called Donner Donner Lake it was oh, a huge yeah. tourist uh, attraction. Apparently, it's gorgeous as well. But I can't imagine it was gorgeous on the winter yeah, of 1846. It doesn't, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take five months to get there anymore. 
actually this is skipping way ahead but people have recreated the journey yeah with modern vehicles and right. still can't make it well okay like say quad bikes or... if you follow in the same time of year like once you yeah, get to the yeah. winter you can't it's that impossible yeah i don't know if to use quad bikes I, i'm sure just like cars because quad bikes you probably could get through yeah, yeah but yeah so they stop here and they make two camps different sides of the lake again like the groups are still kind of separated and things are horrible at this point they've lost everything they're eating hide from like they're, they're boiling the saddles Ugh. they're eating like they're boiling twigs anything like they've, they've ha- had some meat like they, even like they make a soup out of the bones yeah like horrible horrible of the uh, ox and stuff so. yeah yeah so they've eaten all their livestock and yeah uh, they're down to nothing, like, and apparently, like, they were able to, like, kill a few wild animals, like, you'd find a, a bird every now and again, and I think, yeah, yeah. you know, they did find a deer, but not enough to feed, <laughs> they keep one deer for 87 people, and you might get yeah. one, one a week. Yeah, you could maybe feed, like, 20 people. Then. And it's during a time where you need more food than ever, like, during yeah. the winter. And, like, they built, they built cabins and stuff. Or, well, there was cabins built there already that they had. Now, they wouldn't have windows or anything. They're just... Yeah. They're just square boxes built of logs. Oh, yeah, you cut down some trees. And... But at least it would protect you from the wind and yeah. blizzards, but not quite a comfortable place to live. Uh, and meanwhile, Reed has made it to California by himself. <laughs> and He made it over the mountains. Yeah, on a horse. With no the, no provisions. Well, that's because he wasn't being slowed down by a caravan. Yeah. Walter Reed just seems like a bit of a badass. Yeah. But, you know, so he's trying to put together a rescue party because his family are still there. Oh, yeah. Kind of thinking he's like, I made it. Those losers. Oh, wait, my family's with them. <laughs> yeah. But he can't, he can't put together one because the Mexican Civil or the Mexican-American War is going on. So, like, all yeah. the men are down fighting. So he oh, has to okay. go down. I think at one point he might, like, travel to San Francisco and raise money for a rescue party. So you have this it's entire like long <laughs> <laughs> this entire other story going on. So yeah, the groups trapped in in the two camps. One of the groups they they all go out together and they call themselves the Forlorn Hope. And it's a group of five men, nine women, and one child. And is this the break away from the donors? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, they're a group. They're going to go out and just look for help and to yeah. bring it back for the rest of them. Um, I think they're with the donor camp. Yeah, like essentially, they say now there's two camps split up and they still call it the Donner and Reed camp, even though there's only a few Reeds left. But uh, yeah, so this group goes out and it's the strongest of, they send the strongest out. So just to reiterate, this is who's the strongest, five men, nine women and one child. (laughs) That's how bad things are where one of the strongest is a child. Yeah. And like, yeah, so they left and they had like homemade snowshoes and stuff and they had a hundred mile travel to uh this place uh sutter's fort and which i it wasn't like a big settlement but it was somewhere they knew of and they could get help there but still a hundred miles away and it was this guy stanton who left with them but he even though they, these are all the healthiest they're still really unhealthy so yeah. stan was already they, they only cleared a few miles and he was already ready to go like <laughs> and, Sorry, i'm just gonna sit down here and swing my pipe yeah tradition <laughs> and they're gonna send him back but he said no i should go with you because i'm gonna die anyway and that way if i die you can just eat me <laughs> they're like no, yeah, dude, we're, we're, no, not we're not gonna go do that so patrick dolan he uh, proposed that one of them volunteer to die 
to feed the others. <laughs> and so, yeah, some of the like they like, want. What, what's the cutoff point there? Like you say, you're like day four. It's like you guys should eat me if I die. It's like no, dude, that's crazy. Day five, he dies. It's like no, there's no way we're eating him. Day six, man, we really should have eaten. Mm. <laughs> it's like, uh, is it like that short a period? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Also, like uh, this group that left, a lot of them would have been, I think, one of the women is a niece of one of the men. Oh, okay. So yeah. a lot of them are related. So that's a bit it gets a bit harder when you might have to eat a cousin and stuff as well. Yeah. Oh, and the two Indians are with them at this point. They're in. Oh, the, okay, they're so members yeah. of the forlorn hope because the Indians are probably the strongest that are there. Yeah, because they haven't been out as long, and they know they're the more land. used to the land. And... Yeah, but they're they're in in with them at this point. They're lost too. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, so this guy Patrick Dolan suggests that one of them volunteer to die. Nobody volunteers, but so they suggest that well, one of them suggests they should duel. Okay. <laughs> they don't do that. So they draw they draw straws instead. Yeah, I can't remember who gets the short straw, but whoever does, they none of them can go through with it. Oh, okay. They go on anyway. But then one of them dies is natural from natural causes. Yeah. And so yeah, they they go ahead and eat him. And the two Indians are the only ones who don't take part. Well they're like, Yeah, I'm not eating human flesh. Yeah, they just go ahead and starve. So they go on again and they're still like days and day I think they're like two weeks into it now. Sorry, I'm just gonna go back. I might have been wrong about Stanton. He might have been the one to I think Stanton was actually the one to die later and that they did eat. Doing well. Um, yeah, so anyway, yeah. yeah uh, somebody died anyway. And yeah, and they um, volunteered to be eaten. The Indians wouldn't take part, and apparently they sort of took a few steps back and just, while the others devoured yeah, their dead The bread. Indians just went and just had a chat over to the side, and then came back and joined them when they were finished. So anyway, they go on two weeks later, they're starving again, so they start picking apart their snowshoes, and they're boiling that. Uh. Like anything just to sit in your stomach just to yeah, stop yeah. it from rumbling. They're eating shoelaces. And this the same shit's going on back in the camp. Yeah, yeah. They're desperate. And then um somebody suggests killing Lewis and and his pal. Oh yeah, the Indians won't yeah. eat uh human flesh, let's eat them. Now that we're cannibals. We've we've taken that step. We pre- well that's the it. weird thing, yeah. It's just like they've already done it, so it's like uh, lost their humanity. In for a yeah. penny, in for a pound. So, so I can understand that. Yeah, no, the Indians are just there to help. No, but I mean, I can understand the idea of like, now that you've eaten human flesh, it's not a big deal to do it again. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant you could understand mean... killing the Indians who are no, trying no, to help no, no. you. No. <laughs> <laughs> but one... No, I don't know. One of them tells the Indians, they just mentioned this, like, hey, the boys are... Plot to eat. Yeah, so during the night the Indians just disappear into the forest and never to be seen again. Well, actually they are, but um, that was their plan. Like They just leave the group and they're going to make a way from themselves. And now the Indians, these two poor poor guys have just been dragged into it, trying to help. Um, So much later, like a day or two later, as the forlorn Hope group is traveling, they find the two Indians. Well, there's conflicting reports of this. Some say they were dead yeah, of cold. Some say they were unconscious and they put them out of their misery. And some say they just killed them. Yeah. Um, but whatever happened, the Indians are now dead and they eat them. That sustains them for a while. 
the group falls a bit more, like two more people die and they they take the meat they package it up apparently they yeah. marked it so as nobody had to eat their relatives <laughs> um <laughs> like, what's the person oh that's frank uh sorry yeah. have you any, got any mary i'm not related to mary <laughs> but, but yeah and eventually they do reach stutter's fort yeah and there's only a handful of them left at this point and the, the, the one of the, the father of a family living at Stutters Fort. And I'm not sure what Stutters Fort is. I don't know if that's just a farm or if there's a few, if it's a settlement. It's not big yeah. anyway. But, yeah, he describes, like, the woman, one of the... I think, actually, it was only the women that survived this. I think all the men are dead at this point. Wow. But, yeah, so they get there, and from there, they take them in and you know send word to california and they put together a rescue team meanwhile reed has got his team together and he's put together a rescue yeah. team so you two so how long does it take them to get to this fort like three, i'm not sure weeks, exactly but yeah i think it's like i think it's four weeks i think it's december wow. by the time they get there like the weather's at its worst yeah yeah so now there's and just, just there's not as much document well there's actually there's loads of documentation about everything about the donner's party there's only so much I can remember. <laughs> yeah. um, but pretty much the same thing is going on back at the lake where the camps are. So yeah, they're waiting for people to die and eating them. And... Yeah, and like there's some really horrible stories there. Just not horrible as in like not cal- out of callousness, but just like when the rescue party comes, like to talk about finding like a mother dead and like her, her body had been picked clean of flesh. Right. But her child is still like sleeping in her arms oh, okay yeah it's just like that's a very horrible image yeah but it takes a uh, four rescue groups to actually save them actually right. th- and this is february yeah so it's even after the forlorn hope group got the source for it because the rescue groups couldn't get into the mountains during winter <laughs> so right the first rescue group gets 21 survivors <laughs> that's all they can bring and that's reed's group and yeah. he actually met a lot of like his family had left they were just like well we're gonna walk it yeah and as his he was coming he met them on a mountain no way yeah so he didn't have to go the full way even <laughs> he's oh, able so he's, to bring... oh so he's on his way to get them and, then and they're on the way to his him. family on their way to him he's like oh there you go yeah so the reeds were just hardcore yeah, we're sensible. Yeah, and they they're the only the only family that didn't participate in cannibalism either. Ah, I see. And none of them died. No Reed member died. No way. Yeah. So like they're just they're badass, like. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, the first oh, the Donners on the other hand. Yeah, well the Donners kinda like I mean they shouldn't have been he was elected a leader and probably oh, yeah. shouldn't have been. He's too old anyway. But so the the first uh rescue mission took 21 survivors the second got 17 and the third got four <laughs> and it left four behind there was there were just two far gone or... one of them uh, that's exactly what kind of it there was a guy uh lewis kaisberg was one of them he was this older man so they left him and three younger ones there was one girl that were going to take and she didn't want to leave her brother so they left her and when they came back three of the four they left were now dead and this <laughs> Kaisberg was the only one alive 
and yeah. in his cabin they found just bodies <laughs> and three of them were the people the other three that were alive yeah and he was just delirious and had been just living off me and Bernie he just like full gone mental and also they, they found a tree uneaten oxen legs in his cabin no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was still yeah so he was like hiding food <laughs> yeah human flesh well he was like he didn't like the taste of the oxen legs apparently that's what he said that's why he didn't eat them they were too salty <laughs> okay oh because they're preserved whatever yeah, yeah yeah but like i mean he wrote it so he preferred to eat humans yeah he apparently uh sued the papers for defamation of character later <laughs> and he won he was, wow yeah but he was awarded he won he was awarded one dollar but then was ordered to pay all the court all the court fees oh, <laughs> which brilliant. amounted to like a hundred dollars so. that's brilliant three other people with them at the end so you like just pick them off one by one or just kill all three like as soon as everyone went around them like they just go around the corner of a big rock he's like all right you three <laughs> you're dead it just just kills them there and then you just kind of imagine them like hitting them over the head with a, a rock or something like Ooh. something really uh primal rather than like shooting them with a rifle or anything yeah not too unlike packer yeah, yeah. kind of uh, well, or, well, although it seems like he probably didn't do it, but that or was did his, he? Uh-huh. And actually, that goes to the Donner Party too. A lot of them went back on their story later on. Where, like, oh well, I, well, there was people that were eating people, but I didn't eat any. Well, someone denied cannibalism ever happened. Yet all the stories about the cannibalism come from members of the the party themselves. Oh, so okay. <laughs> how can you claim? I think it was like how the public reacted to it that they yeah, changed it's like their they stories. expected like of course everyone would be cool about this yeah so yeah in total 47 of the original 87 survived wow that's uh, quite a high number like i said the reeds had no deaths um actually i've heard this won't say any names no i won't say any names because we're going to get loads of stuff wrong but I've yeah. seen, there's a lot of articles to talk about this and they all say that the, all the reeds survived and all the donners died but that's yeah. not true at all. The uh, Donner, both George Donner and his wife died. Yeah. But all five children of, or whatever, how many children, yeah. they all survived. Even Eliza Donner, her whose name is actually, her middle name's Poor. So it's Poor Eliza Donner. Um, and she was only like three yeah. when it happened. But she wrote a book called, I think it's just like The Expedition, The Tragic Expedition of the Donner Party. Yeah. And it's like, public domain you can get on a pdf on google so should read that but yeah everyone over 50 died wow which i kind of well back then have to. back then what's the average was, lifespan like yeah, 70 at the most two-thirds of the women survived two-thirds of the men died yeah, cannibalistic women <laughs> yeah and yeah and that was kind of the end of traveling west for a while like it was like nobody did it for a while yeah Hastings just shot himself in the foot then not even and not even just not just the hastings cut off but people stopped coming period like oh yeah and the reeds were that the i don't know her name but mrs reed like she wrote in the papers like welcoming people to come to california and just said don't take hastings cut off like that's like they didn't want to like be the ones that ruined california oh yeah but yeah, apparently it still made quite a dent until 1849 when the gold rush happened. People then 
people started going back. Yeah, then people didn't care. Like, there was money to be made. Nobody took Hastings' cut off again, but... <laughs> Although, yeah, Hastings' obviously reputation was ruined after that. Yeah, what like, happened to him? Uh, he pretty much went on the run, kind of. Not went on the run, like, he, he was technically not guilty of any crimes, oh, but... Oh, yeah, he, uh... Was it withdrew from public... Yeah, uh, exactly. He apparently he went down to South America and he tried to do, essentially do the same. He tried to set up land from uh, old soldiers, whatever war <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he had been in. Yeah, he tried to take more land down in South America. He, essentially, he done the same thing. He 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 just wanted to be a big rich landowner. Yeah, this thing. It did. It, it, apparently, it made quite a difference though on the, in the for the modern world. That it was like tin food kind of came from the Donner's par- oh, Donner yeah, Party. Okay, yeah. The guy who, what, he invented, what do you call it? Not skimmed milk, powdered milk, condensed yeah, milk. Yeah. The guy who invented condensed milk, Gail Gordon, was inspired by the Donner Party. Not for, by the condensed milk, but originally he uh, he made biscuits with the essence of meat. Oh, okay. And his idea was like if you could do, if they had that you know it'd have a a high shelf life, and yeah. and it didn't do well because like its texture was weird, but it's essentially like crisps like bacon strips. Oh, okay, like he invented yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, then he made condensed milk. He was on like a boat going to London or somewhere. I don't know why I said London somewhere, yeah. and all the cows got sick, so they couldn't. They had no milk, and babies starved or something, and that's where he got the idea for condensed milk. But it's funny that like how well it is. It's think of so much incredible technology kind of wars and stuff like that yeah well even that's the thing with the condensed milk like that that took off during the civil war yeah and yes it's like every like world war one uh cellophane was used in like the eyes of gas masks and stuff that's the only reason we have that now it's used for wrappers just in like terms of stuff we use every day like plastic wasn't used until world war two it was one that was used for like canteens and yeah Packaging seems to yeah. <laughs> war. Well, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, that's uh, yesterday's news today. Extra, extra. The uh, Donner Party, the worst party ever. And so there it was, our riveting uh, telling of the Donner Party. Uh, I hope it was somewhat informative for you guys. And we'll be back next week with the second part, the the conversation, the the surviving the Donner Party episode. And then in the coming weeks, we have a few uh, good episodes coming up too. Kind of following on from Talk from the Road, we're going to have an episode on super volcanoes. And then maybe meteorites, I'm not sure we could save that for the future because we have a few, we have episodes, uh, f- you know, from works more you know more fitting with talking about meteorites i don't know uh yeah that was a funny it was weird listening to that episode we we sounded like we were kind of like very sleepy towards the end i think we might have recorded two in a row and uh neither of us can talk that much i i find it funny as well shane uh just in his in his sign off just didn't know the name of the podcast i think that happened a few times <laughs> it's weird listening to it um but we sound much the same uh, if you like that, though, check out yesteryear's news today. We will get back to that eventually. I, I really enjoyed that podcast. I think it's a good idea. We just need to do a better job on it, uh, and probably with this too, but we're trying. We will see you next week, and until then, have a nice apocalypse. <laughs>